Do you believe in miracles? Have you ever experienced truly what you know in faith was an honest miracle? If you have, it's pretty powerful, isn't it? It's not your control. You didn't do anything to bring it about. It just happened in the most powerful way. And you can't explain why. But you know it happened. You know it's real. And it has changed you. I don't mean the miracle of saying, I got up today. Or the miracle of, oh, I was able to pay my bills on time. No, not that kind of miracle. I mean the big M, miracle. Something really powerful. Let me tell you a story about myself with a miracle. It happened here at Chenley Circle. In 1975, we just moved east from California and we were living at Ward Circle. And the bus let me off at the circle. It was a very icy, cold day. And the bus, next bus was coming along. And I remember getting closer and closer to the curb and waiting for the bus. It didn't stop. It was one of those not in service buses. And it went right through the circle and I could feel the force of that bus pull me off the curb, which was all iced up, I mean thick ice, and I was being dragged under that bus. I could just feel myself slipping out from the curb and being pulled by that bus. And I knew that this was not good. I was afraid I was going to die. And I didn't. Because without my even remembering, I then was 10 feet back from the curb. I remember slipping out and I said, I can't control this. I'm going to get sucked under this bus. And then I was put back about 10 feet. And I remember it so well, and I know this was an act of angels to protect me. God wasn't done with me at the age of 13. No, he wanted me to come here to St. Anne's, <laughs> off the circle, some 40 years later. No, he wanted me to be with you. He wanted me to be your pastor. He wants me to do what he wants me to do. In his time, he will control all the events of your life, and by his providence, he has brought you to this day. And many of you I know, as you look back over your lives, say, there may be a number of reasons why I should not be here today.
Though miracles are powerful and angels are powerful and they're real and they protect us. Another great miracle story I've shared with you, I think, before, but for the sake of our newcomers, welcome. It's the story of the Pietà. This beautiful statue of Michelangelo, a full-size replica, authentic and verified. 650 pounds of marble, and we were given this, the Archdiocese was given this as a gift, and they had no place to put it. They went to St. Matthew's Cathedral, there was no room for it. They looked at other churches, and then I heard about it. They were going to send it back, and I said, no, I'll take it. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but, you know, I'll take it. So we did, and we pulled out of the old confessional there, we developed this beautiful chapel, and I thought it was all free, because I was told it was free, and I was amazed that the value of this statue is $550,000. I said, wow, this is too good to be true, and it was too good to be true, because no one read the fine print. They would place it free for four months, but after that, if you wanted to purchase it, $250,000. And I said, there's no way I'm gonna tell St. Anne's parishioners that I want to buy a statue for $250,000. You don't think I was crazy. Besides, I need to ask you for other money for bathrooms and air conditioning and heating and all that other stuff, right? So, I lost some sleep over this because I didn't know how to raise $250,000. And I thought, okay, I tried. We came up with some money, but it wasn't enough. And about two months ago, I went up to Our Lady and I knelt down after the Sunday morning 7.30 Mass, and I looked up at her and I said, now look, I love you dearly, but you're gonna have to give me a sign that you wanna stay, because I can't afford you. So, I said the next two Masses, and after the 11 o'clock Mass, a couple came up to me, I'd never really known them. Outside, greeting the people, they waited until everyone was gone and they came up to me and they said, putting an envelope in my hands, we hope this helps. And I said, help with what? And they said, you know. So I went back to the rectory and I opened the envelope and I thought, okay, will this be a, a nice generous donation, but Again, $100,000. Hmm. When the man said, you know what this is all about. Angels, angels. So I went back to the lady and I knelt down before her and I said, Mary, thank you for the sign that you gave me this morning. That was very gracious and very kind of you. But as long as you're giving out signs, could, could, could I get another one? A week later, the same anonymous donor called and said, my wife and I will take care of the rest. We'll send you another check for $150,000 tomorrow. 
The moral of the story is don't mess with her. Don't mess with Maria, the Virgin. Don't mess with Mama. Yeah, she's pretty powerful. And she and our Lord will use angels to guard and guide you. And they will come through for you. If we put ourselves at the disposal of this great mystery of how God, in his infinite mercy, is always trying to save us. The beautiful responsorial psalm, the Lord upholds my life. The Lord upholds my life. This is a great truth of our faith that when we dispose ourselves to him and say, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Help me to do what you want me to do. Even when we ask wrongly, I mean, my attitude towards her was a little disrespectful in the beginning, right? Look, you want to stay, get the sign. It was a little, but a mother knows even when children can be a pest. The mother knows, and she presents this before our Heavenly Father, and she says, look, I think this is a good deal for St. Anne's, and I want to stay there. You can just hear them having this conversation, can't you, in heaven? Look, I think it's a good thing. Let's, let's do this. It means something. And of course, the statue arrived here just before all of the sexual abuse stuff, all that junk that we've been hearing, all the scandals, all that, that was all just breaking this summer. She had just arrived, just in time for us to invoke her name, her powerful name, as a mother to protect her children, to protect the church, to protect victims, and to bring about mercy and reconciliation and healing. Well, these are providential signs. These are miracles. These are things that happen in our lives. And we should not take them lightly. We have to look for them. We have to look for the signs. Because God is always giving us signs. But often we just don't see them. We can't hear them because we see other things. And we hear other things in the world, in our culture, in society. And we get caught up into all that noise and all that distraction. And we can't see Clearly, we can't see the miracles that God is trying to do for us and the miracles that are happening when we can't see them because we're not attending to them. St. Paul, St. James rather, in that second reading, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. So when we're not ordered before God, when we aren't making God our Father the priority in our lives, when we're not making Jesus his Son a priority in our lives, when we're not making the Holy Spirit, who is God, the priority in our lives, then disorder and every foul practice comes about. When things get out of line, when things are not ordered, there is disorder. And things begin to fall apart. 
And part of that is because we get caught up into a world, a culture, where the message is no, ambition is the priority. Not a good and healthy sense of being ambitious. I mean that other sense. I'm going to take care of me and not you. Because the culture says, if you want to succeed in life, you got to be number one in everything. Because you're not good enough, so you've got to prove it to the world. You've got to have more money. You've got to have more this, more that, and more, and more, and more, and more, and more. And you know, it's never enough. Because once you think you've got enough, you want more. And St. James goes on to say, where do these wars and conflicts come from? Within you. Is it not from within your passions that make war within your members? You covet, you want it, but you do not possess it. You do not possess because you do not ask, because you ask wrongly. So in our prayer, so often we're asking for what we want. And really, we need to pray for what we need, not what we want. Not to serve my own ambition, my own passions, but what does God want? Lord, what do you want from me? And to be attentive to that, to open our ears and our eyes to that. And that's why reading the scriptures and reflecting on his word that way and looking for his signs. The signs of the times. What's going on? What's going on? One of the signs comes from that book of wisdom, our first reading today. Let us be set the just one because he is obnoxious to us. Let's see whether his words be true with revilement and torture, let's put him to the test. Are these not words and signs of the times? The conflict in society where so many want to bring down the truth, the truth of things, bring down the justice of things, make justice injustice and call injustice just and call the falsity the true and call the evil the good and mix it all up, disorder. Mix it all up. There is no truth. There is no objectivity. There is no justice. There's no God, ultimately. There's no sin. No, you call it good, I call it evil. What's evil now becomes good, and what's false becomes true, and what's unjust is just. And back to St. James. There is disorder and every foul practice that comes when things get that way. And we know within ourselves, all that disorder comes about when we're not focused and attentive to the signs that God is trying to tell us. So let's think about those signs. And the greatest sign, of course, in our midst is Jesus. Are we attentive to his body and blood? Friends, you talk about a miracle. The miracle that takes place every time we are at Mass. 
Not because of me, not because of you, but because of him. This is my body. This is my blood. Poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. You want a miracle in your lives? Now, if we had the chance, I think, to reflect on our choice of miracles, most of us would probably end up choosing the miracle of being healed physically from some illness or sickness, some chronic pain. That probably would be our first default. We would say, Lord, yeah, if I have a choice between being healed physically and being healed spiritually, I think I would take the physical healing because I feel it most in my pain, my suffering. And if the Lord heals you, that miracle, beautiful. But if he doesn't heal you that way, he heals you this way, for sure. Spiritual healing that comes about through the miraculous transubstantiation of bread and wine into his body and blood. Friends, is there any greater miracle today, right here, the signs of the times in this church where you can approach God body to body, blood to blood? There is no closer reality to God than here for us on earth. You can't get this on Amazon, we've said so many times. You can't get this on Line. There's no Costco. There's no McDonald's. It comes through the church. It comes through Jesus Christ and his priesthood. And that's being offered for you and for all so that sins may be forgiven. This is how God continues to show his mercy. Through angels and through the signs of the times and especially our Holy Eucharist. And he upholds our lives all the while. If we attend to that more and more, we will see God's handiwork in our lives. And once these miracles begin to happen, once we begin to see them happen in our lives, the only response is gratitude. Not to take it and walk away from it, but the gratitude that says, Lord, thank you. And you know what? Can you give me another sign? just as I did. He's not afraid to give out signs. He's not stingy. Don't be afraid to ask him for a sign. Say, Lord, give me another sign. Give me what you want, not what I want. I was afraid that my prayers wouldn't be answered and that that statue would have to go on the road someplace. But I really believed that she wanted to stay because Mary always wants to stay with you. She's here. She's always with us. And she shows us the outward sign of God's mercy as she holds her beloved son in her arms and holds you and me in her loving arms, even in our pain, our suffering. She has tremendous power to show us his love. <laughs>